All human thought, all science, all religion is the holy direction of the vast parts. But someday we seem to get that associated knowledge for the research terrifying vistas of reality and of our fight with the stars rise back to the revelation. Flee from the deadly lights into the peace and safety of a new dark age. Although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we'll be playing Session 3 of Heartless and Loveland, written by Braden Fivash, a.k.a. me, and published by The Stars Are Right. Woo! This is an original homebrew scenario available for purchase on our drive through RPG catalogue. You can find it through our website, starsareright.com. We're going to be playing the whole scenario, so spoilers ahead. If you're enjoying listening to it and decide to run it for your own gaming group, please share your experiences with us on our social media, hashtag starsareright. Listen up, keepers and scenario writers. If you have a draft or an idea for a scenario and you want to share it with the world, but you need some extra help bringing it to life, then get in touch. We help with editing, polishing, illustration, formatting, and publishing your scenarios as a beautiful, professional standard PDF you'll be proud to put on sale. You can even help people hear about it by getting us to play it here, like this, on the podcast. You can find more info on our website. Just look for the publishing section. So let's get into it. How are you all playing and who are you today? How? Uh, I'm playing just Danny, thank you, and uh, I am still Jeremy McDermott, um, eager former Boy Scout and uh, current uh, sewer inspector. Phaedra? Hello, um, I am Loretta McCann. Uh, I am well, and I am also formerly within the river and now outside of the river. Nice. Jason? Yeah, I am Jason and I'm doing well. I'm not a sewer inspector nor exploring a river, but I'm currently uh, consoling my friend and trying to be the the stiff upper lipped Cincinnati guy. Um, I should also probably say who I'm playing, actually, because I've not done that yet. I am not playing myself. I am playing Jason Boyd, who is a nurse. Um, and uh, he is trying to cope with his own baggage, uh, but also loads of stuff has just happened and he's been dissecting a body and realised it's really creepy. So let's see what happens after that. Noxicals. Hello, I am playing uh, professional lady Daisy Silverstone, architect extraordinaire and admirer of local police chiefs. <laughs> I thought it was just the one police chief, but yeah. <laughs> She's not fussy. As long as it's a chief of police, she's she's fine. Oh, it's the position that counts. It's good to have a type, right? <laughs> ah. <laughs> How? Tell us what happened last time. The party continues examining the hollow and eviscerated corpse of the unfortunate young Jackson Hubbard. His pockets contain only a metal pin bearing the insignia of the Knights of the Golden Trail. His knees and the tops of his shoes bear significant stains, and his knuckles are bruised and covered in a slick, black, oily substance. Our investigators debate whether he might have been the victim of an accident or an attack, and split into pairs to pursue leads. Jeremy and Loretta head to the Little Miami River where Jackson's body was found. They interrupt a group of young scouts dumping books into the river, ancient tomes in fact, similar to those in the castle library of Sir Harry Andrews, founder of the Knights of the Golden Trail. There are no obvious clues at the spot where Jackson was found, so the pair set off upstream, where Jeremy is keen to investigate any sewer entrances or industrial pipes for confirmation that it may have been an industrial accident. Meanwhile, Daisy and Jason speak to Jackson's mother, Tiana, who mentions Leon Woodley, Jackson's best friend, and expresses her distrust for Leon's father, Terry Woodley, the sole survivor of the construction crew disappearances. Just recently, Jackson has been studying an old book with the Knights, even learning French. A search of Jackson's bedroom turns up an antique key and a note from Leon, telling Jackson that Sir Harry is sick 
and can no longer defend the town from the monsters that lurk below it, and the knights must take his place. Back at the river, long-suffering Loretta attempts to follow the excitable Jeremy across a rickety railway bridge, but its rotten planks give way and she plummets into the water. As she is pulled downstream, a dark mass in the water keeps pace with her under the surface, and almost catches her as she struggles to the bank. As she makes it to dry land, her mysterious pursuer sinks into the water and disappears. We will pick back up with our dear friends Jason and Daisy in the house of Tiana Hubbard. Uh, Daisy's still within the room, I believe, of Jackson Hubbard. Tiana looks for a minute at you. Jason says, um, there's something else uh, that has come to mind. Um, the last few nights before Jackson had left, he, he was waking up with terrible nightmares, screaming. Right. What sort of nightmares? Well, whenever I'd talk to him about it, he, he'd say it was nothing. He didn't remember anything, but I'd, I'd wait by his door and I'd hear him say one word or name or something over and over again. Irrelaw? What, is that like a, a movie he's seen recently or something? Uh, maybe. Uh, could be the name of like a character in one of those, you know, Lord of the Rings books or something like that. Yeah, it does have that ring to it. It's, it's probably nothing, but I mean. Well, I'm I'm not a psychologist at all, but I know that boys they they find it very difficult to open up about things because quite often they feel like they want to be the tough guy and and all that. But it, from what I know about dreams. They're such an ambiguous thing, but they're normally just the brain sorting itself out during the night while you sleep. So it might well be that something was on his mind. Yeah. Um, she'll like look up from the um, her vision of you and sort of across the hallway to Daisy, who's probably now just coming out of Jackson's room. Oh. Uh, Hi. Find anything? Um. um... Nothing to worry about. Um, everything seemed uh, everything seemed okay. Um, no obvious signs. Just you know, little notes to pass back and forth between him and his friends. Those kinds of things. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He and Leon would pass notes pretty regularly. Yeah. Sounds like it might be worth us talking to Leon. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I can give you his address if you want. That would be really helpful, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Tiana. Maybe his parents know where he's been in the last 24 hours. I certainly hope so. Uh, Deborah is the name of his mother. And, um, I mean, Jackson was meant to be there with Leon last night. It was meant to be a sleepover. So how the hell he ended up in... uh, whatever state he's in now I just yeah she just sort of like mutters to herself for a little bit and then continues shedding a few more tears I'll say uh is there anything at all that we can get you or or bring back or anything we can do to help before we move on I don't think there's going to be anything that will be able to ease this for a while of course I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, it's it's so hard. I I know. But if you if you do anything from any of us, then just say. And like I said before, you, you know, be be kind to yourself. But I think there's a little new brand new restaurant opened up uh, up the road uh, recently. If you just need time out of the house, then I find that kind of thing helps, even if it's only for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll uh, I'll see if I can head over there. I guess. Say one last thing before we go. Um, did Jackson borrow your camera last night? My my camera. Um, uh, he didn't ask me about borrowing my camera. Is is your camera still in the house, honey? 
she'll get up and head off to her room and come back a few moments later and say, uh, no, it, it's gone. Um, did, did Jackson take my camera? Uh, it was just in one of the little notes from his friend suggesting he should bring the camera. Who knows what they were doing? You know, boys. Yeah. Boys can be quite complex creatures. Mm. I certainly was. Mm. Should just sort of sink back down into the couch and kind of keep staring at the iced tea glass ahead of her. I'm going to write down my my number, honey, my home number and my, my number at the office. And um, after... Uh, after the police have been able to deal with all of this earthquake stuff, if if there's anything at all that I can do, you let me know, okay? I just want somebody to bring over a, you know, a meal in some Tupperware or anything at all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we've got to look after each other in a small town like this, huh? Yeah. If you find anything out, please, please let me know. Yeah, of course, Diana. Of course we will. Thank you. I, I might go lo- lay down for a little bit, if that's okay. <laughs> we can let ourselves out, that's fine. Yeah, whatever you like. Once we've got outside and out of earshot, um, Jason lets out this huge exhale as if he's been keeping everything together and, and stuff. Oh, God, I'm sorry, but that 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 really brought up some things for me as well. I feel so bad. I can't even imagine. Daisy will sort of reach out and give Jason a little sort of rub on the shoulder and, uh, and say, uh, there was, uh, an interesting little note. I think, I think I know what, um, Jackson and Leon might have been up to last night. How, how did I know? All right, come on, let's, let's go. I, I, yeah. I feel really bad just leaving her like that, but I know that she needs space too. Where are you two headed? Well, we know the other two have gone to check out sort of pipes and stuff by the river, right? And this presumably hasn't taken us that long. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe if there's a nearby diner or something, we could go there. Most of the restaurants are in downtown Loveland and you're pretty deep into the sort of residential side on the western side of Loveland. And you could easily head over in that direction. Getting to a diner would bring you much closer to where your friends had gone. Okay, so it makes sense. Yeah. It'll only take you like 10 minutes to get over there regardless. Righty hat. Jeremy, Loretta, what are you two up to? Were we, are we dry or did we literally, what was the last thing we did? Did we literally get out of the river? Are we, are we cutting back to Loretta having just emerged with the mysterious dark mass bubbling through the water after her? That sounds like a good place to, uh, yeah, bring it back from. Well, in that case, um, Jeremy is attempting awkwardly to help and or comfort her and is currently pulling like a foldable survival blanket out of his backpack to drape around her shoulders. She um, accepts it with a wounded ego and says, uh, well, uh, Okay, well, what is it uh, that you wanted to show me in this side of the river? Miss McCann, I, that, uh, I, I've never seen a, a fish that size in the river. Um, should we tell someone? I got, I got a lot of notes on pipes as well. Uh, we could, we could, we could talk about those. Uh, a lot of potential accident sites. Well, who do you suppose we tell? Uh, the mayor? Or the, uh, the police, the police chief? Yeah, we, we could report that to the chief, but, uh, well, we haven't found anything uh, really important so far. Uh, what did you find in the pipes? Anything that could link to the thing we're literally here investigating? Uh, that was creepy, but uh, I'm, I'm going to choose to believe it was a fish because, yeah, fish. Well, it must have been a record-breaking catfish, and I, we should probably report the unsafe state of that railway bridge, honestly, before somebody gets seriously hurt. Um, as for the pipes, mm-hmm. Jeremy starts leafing through just like way more pages than he should have been able to fill in his notebook. Uh, you see like diagrams of cross sections and things, uh, small doodles of like things that he thinks might fit in some of the pipes. 
um, a small sketch of like how he imagines what someone's organs being sucked out of their mouth might look like. Uh, but no, he has nothing of use, I don't think. For someone who's been so busy, you are surprisingly useless. What? I have all these notes. Look at this. I can tell you the diagram of every pipe on this, the, the, di the diameter, the diaphragm, the circumference, any, any one of these pipes, just ask. Let's just go ask. find the others. Uh, maybe they uh, had better, better results with their investigation. And I will dry off in the meantime. I have some spare socks. You can have these. Are these little dinosaurs on your socks? <laughs> dinosaurs are great. Let me tell you about my favorite kinds. We fade out, <laughs> presumably. I am personally partial to the Triceratops. Triceratops? No, no, no. Stegosaurus is where it's at. Etc. <laughs> <laughs> so you two are on the western side of the river. I assume that you've chosen not to cross back over the railway bridge. So you are heading north to the steel bridge that is far more safe to cross. That is a good idea. And if we pass any more promising pipes as we're walking, uh, better believe Jeremy's going to stop and take some more notes. Fantastic. Yeah, there's probably a couple pipes that you can <laughs> grab some notes on, uh, pull out like a pocket measure and... Uh... Oh, yeah. One of those little uh, those tripod things that surveyors use to make like the ordnance survey maps. I don't know, just oh, like sure, nonsensical yeah. equipment. He's just unfolding things, <laughs> putting them together. We have of to course. go all around to pick up my uh, motorcycle. Well, that's perfect. That that gives us the opportunity to take a census of this section of the river. So, yeah, you head north. <laughs> you see pipes leading into a few interesting-looking buildings, but the one closest to the railway bridge is actually a hunting supplies store, and there's a picture of like um a deer's head, like a cartoon deer's head, a cartoon fish, and other animals that may be hunted around these areas. Fish. That's it. We'll get a gun. And next time we see one of these fish, I'm going to shoot it. And then we'll know what it is. That would make one heck of a trophy. Okay, let's go. Well, if, if nothing else, we can we can maybe ask them if... Uh... Giant catfish are, are common in these. I, I feel sure I would have. I have a merit badge in uh, local piscine knowledge. Excuse me? <laughs> That's the scientific That's term. That's no for way fish. to speak to. Mm, absolutely not. But Jeremy reddens significantly. Like the blush game is strong. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Of course, that's not what I meant. Fish. I meant fish. The listeners can't see your expression. You're going to have to act that out verbally. <laughs> uh, Loretta lifts up her hand and just slowly sushes him and then turns around and slowly, heads sensually <laughs> not sensually unless you're into that kind of stuff then yes we aim to please listen <laughs> uh and heads uh, right inside the the gun store awesome yeah uh the sign above reads buckwright hunting supplies and um it is a relatively small store but as you enter in, you can see that the walls of the shop are lined with rifles, pistols, bows, knives, you know, fishing rods, all sorts of different hunting supplies. And you can see within the shop are currently two men speaking. One of them, the owner of the shop, if you've ever been here before. Uh, you own a gun, don't you, Loretta? Jeremy probably buys his arrows here. Yeah, likely. There's no gun in my inventory. No problem. You have a sweet motorcycle. Who needs it? I shoot with it as well. How much ramming damage does it do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you see a fair-skinned man, uh, very freckly, uh, with an average build, and he has a shaggy mop of red hair that he hides underneath a trucker cap. He's wearing denim jeans, very old and dirty, and a camouflage hunting jacket. Standing aside of him is, or facing away from you currently, is a bald man, uh, relatively tall, uh, quite plump, <laughs> we'll say. He's uh, in a suit vest and white shirt, but the shirt's kind of sweat-stained a little. They're both in the middle of a conversation. As soon as you enter in, the door dings with the bell 
uh, they both sort of stop and turn around and you can see ahead of you those two men will get one of their portraits for you. Do we recognize them as citizens of Loveland? You do. Uh, immediately you recognize the man speaking to uh, Steve Buckright as Mark Matthews, the former police sergeant of Loveland. They just kind of stop conversation for a little and look to you and Mark turns to uh, Steve and says, I'll, uh, I'll catch you later. And they both kind of give each other a knowing nod and he turns around sort of walking in your direction to exit. Jeremy's the kind of guy who would know who the former police sergeant was because he's probably got a picture of him somewhere. Um, he would have looked up to him when he first joined the scouts and so on. They probably would have come along to like scare us about drugs and things. Um, so Jeremy definitely gives him like a scout salute as he's leaving and <laughs> will potentially know Jeremy's not that dumb. He's not going to try and report the lack of safety of the bridge or whatever to this guy. I feel like <laughs> we have valuable NPCs here and we mustn't let them escape without interrogating them, but uh, that is the <laughs> gaming. I don't think we have a reason to talk to this guy. Do we not? Well, former police sergeant. Could he know anything about the recent the thing we're looking into? I guess he's not necessarily... He's retired, right? Uh, he was forced into retirement. Oh ho, in suspicious circumstances? After he falsely reported the frogmen, uh, the public backlash oh, was yeah. sort of huge. So This is that guy. All right, if it's all possible then, <laughs> let me know if I need to roll <laughs> something like Dex or something to get this out in time. Uh, Jeremy would like to excitedly, like, uh, he's like, <laughs> as they're finishing up the conversation, he's dancing from foot to foot. And as soon as they disengage, before uh, former Sergeant Matthews has had a chance to leave the building, he's like, what's the name of the the guy who runs the shop? Uh, Steve Buckright. Steve Buckright, thank you. Um, he'd be like, Mr. Buckright, we saw the biggest fish. <laughs> it was huge. Well, we didn't we didn't see it uh, like as per se and per spec exactly, but it was massive, whatever it was. Huge shape under the surface of that river. Yeah, it almost looked like it was uh, chasing uh, little Jeremy over here. What? Hey, look, I, I don't understand. It wasn't me. Oh, yeah. Chasing me, okay. That definitely catches Mark's attention as he is in the doorway, almost leaving. He kind of turns around and one of his eyes glances back towards you. And uh, Steve, looking on as you're shouting this, is getting a little bit excited. He's nodding his head. But did, did you see anything about it? Any uh, uh, kind of fins or uh, details? Of what, what kind of fish was it? was real big, uh, voluminous, uh, I would say... Quite dark. Uh, weighty and just like real long, um, under the water, definitely. I, I didn't get too good a look uh, myself, mm. but uh, have you seen anything like that uh, in this river? I mean, there's some pretty, uh, pretty thick fish going on down there. I've caught some big catfish. Hmm. That's what we thought. He'll probably even like bring up a, a photograph from underneath his desk and like slam it down on the counter and try to like draw you in closer and like point at it. And it's him holding probably like a four foot long catfish. Hmm. Wow. Look, look here. What, what a catch. You ever seen a catch like that, boy? <laughs> I've seen bigger. What would you uh, recommend uh, using to catch one of these uh, creatures? Oh, we got the Spin Master 5000. He turns around and begins like lifting some fish off the off fishing lines. Fish. The, uh, walls. <laughs> the Spin Master 5000 <laughs> is a fish. You gotta think like a fish to catch a fish. It's a fish suit. You just wear it. <laughs> the Spin Master part refers to the propeller. You really cut through the water with this baby. <laughs> he pulls a fishing rod off the wall and sort of slams it down onto the. Um, onto the table at this point you can you hear the door chime and mark matthews is has exited and is leaving now i tell you this thing this thing will catch you anything yeah 
I was hoping to shoot it, but uh, I suppose fishing will do, although quite boring, if you ask me. Very low speed. You want to go shotgun fishing? That's right. Yeah. All right, yeah. He pulls the (laughs) Spin Master 5000 off the (laughs) counter and (laughs) puts it back up on the wall. What are you into, Remington? Yeah, Remington. You look like a Remington lady. And he'll bring a shotgun down, a double barrel, and uh, put it on the table in front of you. That will show him. You so sure you can live with this thing back up? Oh, please. You're going to need bait. Uh, I have Jeremy over here. <laughs> ah, that is funny. Uh, Miss McCann, do you, you have a license for a shotgun, right? Jeremy, this is America. Fill in an easy form. It'll be right. I never use my real name. <laughs> Jeremy is sweating. <laughs> so for uh that remington shotgun you are going to be set back a whole 90 dollars well that shouldn't be a problem ammunition is going to cost you for a hundred it will cost you seven dollars awesome what's the what's the damage and by which i mean (laughs) What's the damage of the shotgun? <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll, blow, it'll blow a hole in any catfish you pointed at, that's for sure. <laughs> 4d6 slash 2d6 slash 1d6 for 10 yards, 20 yards, 50 yard increments. All up, that'll be uh, $97. Uh, $97, here you go. Uh, thank you so much. You just hand over a fistful of extremely damp cash. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Never mind that. Um, oh. I was. I went for a, a little swim. You know, uh, chasing the fish. You went in uh, after the catfish. I like it. Uh, scared it off. If you're planning on getting that close, maybe you should uh, buy a knife too. That's a great idea. How much for a knife? Oh, it'll be uh, five dollars. Five dollars for a knife. Yeah. I mean, you could buy another hundred shotgun shells for just another two dollars. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Surely, after I've made such a good uh, purchase, you will uh, give me a knife on top. (laughs) You're going to hand over $5. Oh, wow. Roll roll me (laughs) some sort of any check to do with social skills. Oh, Loretta is good at any and all social skills. (laughs) Let's see what we got. Except intimidation may end poorly in a gunshot. She actually doesn't have any intimidate. Which is quite oh, funny for her character. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she has only fast stock, and that's a 30. So she will say... Light of this man. <laughs> a knife like that, I could carve one of my own from, from stone, and it would be cheaper than that. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the check. Good job, Loretta. That, that is a 60, so that didn't work. <laughs> you don't say. He doesn't buy the stone line. He says, uh, this, this knife here, this is a quality knife. I, I ain't giving it away. <laughs> That's fair. That'll be $5, please. Okay, she has $5 on top. <laughs> okay. What size is a knife? Uh, it's a medium-sized knife. Like a knife, medium, carving knife, etc. A 12-gauge knife. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get a sharpener with this? He looks at you. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to pay for it? (laughs) (laughs) Not even a sharpener. Can you make one of them from stone, too? (laughs) God damn it. Red will say, okay, okay, I, I get your point. It's fine. But I'm taking all of these free matchbooks on my way out. <laughs> if you uh, if you see anything else bigger down there, you let me know. Ah, uh, like what? I'm a a keen keen hunter, and I I keep my eye out for anything, that, you know, any big big catches. What 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 kind of thing that's bigger than this giant catfish are you are you looking for? Oh, you know. The most dangerous game. This is Ohio. We got all sorts of strange things around here. You ever heard of the, uh, you know, like lean in, even though it's just you three in the room, and say, you ever heard of the grass man? The grass man? 
No. Why would the grass man be in the river? Well, I mean, you don't need to take your shotgun hunting in the river all the time. You could you know, go out in the woods once in a while. What does this grass man look like? Uh, probably about seven, eight foot tall, hairy, kind of like a, a ape. Why do they call him the grass man, mister? Well, his, his hair is so long that it looks like grass. Is it green? No, it's, it's brown. There is a tall hair suit man living in our hometown and people hunt him? I mean, yeah. Is it um, a single creature or is it in packs? Well, I've got my theories, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, will keep you posted if we see any uh, grass men. Yeah, plenty of strange things going on around here. Keep your eyes peeled. All right. If we're leaving the shop, uh, <laughs> then as soon as the door is shut behind us, Jeremy is going to start in with like gun <laughs> safety, and uh, also like I don't, I don't think the grass man is real. I've read any number of, of survival guides and, uh, and 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 wildlife spotting guides to the local area, and I've never, I've never heard of a single uh, grass creature, man or otherwise. And I frankly, I don't understand it. It, where does the grass come in? He's not even green. Yeah. Miss McCann, help me understand. I wouldn't trust this man. He seems very um, unentertained. As you two have exited the hunting store, uh, Jason and Daisy are driving back towards the bridge to cross into downtown Loveland to go to a diner. And the hunting store is directly opposite the bridge. Uh, as you're approaching, the bridge, Daisy and Jason, you see Loretta and Jeremy exiting the hunting store. Uh, Loretta is soaked and is dripping on the pavement as she exits. Holding a massive shotgun also. Yes. <laughs> Jason will, like, he, he drives past a little tiny bit, but then obviously sees that you're outside, so it's with the, with the brakes and start reversing back. And... Uh, he just looks at the two of you and says, um, I'm, I'm not going to ask. Do you want to ride? Well, I've left my motorcycle just at the other side of the river. Well, uh, Daisy and I are going to head to a diner for a bit. Uh, we've um, we've had a nice chat with Tiana and we need to discuss a few things. Uh, it seems like there's possibly more going on than we first thought. Interesting. Uh, well, if you drop me off at my motorcycle, then... Uh... I can follow you there. Sure. Okay. You all head across the river. And Loretta, you can easily obtain your motorcycle. Jeremy, are you staying in the car? Or are you going to double on the back of Loretta's most motorcycle again? I uh, I don't mean to cause any offense, but it's a little drier in here. I, I think I'll ride uh, with... Uh, <laughs> I think I think I'll stay, uh, stay in here. Didn't invite you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeremy <laughs> closes his mouth and uh, winds up the window. Loretta's on fire tonight. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> All right. You head upward into downtown and uh, stop at a nice diner. You head up into downtown? What kind of topsy-turvy world is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you head north, which actually is downtown. Uh, and, <laughs> and find a nice diner to... Uh, grab a bite in, uh, coffee perhaps. A lot of the businesses and whatnot have sustained damages, so you're fairly glad to find that the diner, uh, insert diner name. Uh, <laughs> Is it an old diner or, or recently you know, opened? Like, I feel like this diner name is going to be really uh, <laughs> ironic in the, in the year 2021. <laughs> what makes you say that, Daisy? Yeah, the diner has been untouched by the uh, earthquake and business is still functioning as usual. You all managed to find a seat. Okay, um, yeah, Jason calls over somebody to get a round of coffee and maybe a little bite to eat. Oh, I don't touch caffeine, uh, but I would love a uh, hot cocoa. For some reason, I just <laughs> knew you would say that, but uh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll get you a cocoa. Thanks, mister. <laughs> Uh, hello. Do you call everybody mister uh, or just <laughs> guys you run into, Jeremy? 
I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Boyd. Sometimes I, swear, I forget myself. Gee whiz. I swear I heard him call the fish, Mr. <laughs> really? Well, um... Did we tell you about the fish? We'll tell you about the fish. I'm just trying to be polite. Sure. Yeah, this fish. Uh, I'll have eggs. Um, many eggs. How do you want them? Scrambled, sunny side up? Many. Poached, fried? Uh, one of each, please. No, three <laughs> of each. Thank you. I'll take poached, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> Just right. a sharing egg platter. Oh, no, they're for yeah. me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, eggs for the rest of you, too? I'll just have a piece of pie, please, honey. What kind of pie? Okay. Blueberry. I'll have one of those, too. The house specialty. Okay. And for you, young man? Uh, yes, pie. <laughs> please. Okay. All right. Uh, fantastic. She brings back a just mountain of food for, for Loretta and everyone else gets a reasonable serving. <laughs> Loretta's so badass, she needs to constantly fuel her uh, aura of excellence. Mm-hmm. It's all the protein, yeah. That's it. What time of year is it? Is Loretta going to, like, get a cold? Uh, no, it's middle of the year. Is she still wearing the blanket I gave her? I mean, uh, she probably got back into her biker jacket. I guess that probably dries off quite fast. Is it about mid-morning by now? Yeah, it's probably around 7.30, 8am. Okay. So, you... Uh... Let us tell you about the fish. Yeah. Yeah, sure, go on with the with the fish. Uh, Jeremy fell in the river while he was crossing a bridge. Uh... Yeah, uh, clumsy me. And uh, then a, a really big fish... I was, it was huge. I was so scared. Oh, well, if it's a big fish, it might well be a female fish. <laughs> so you shouldn't have called it Mr. <laughs> well, uh, that's a good point, Jeremy. <laughs> well, gosh darn it. <laughs> I better go back and apologize. Anyway, it was a single fish, and uh, it chased Jeremy. Uh, it didn't look like a fish at the time. We were very uh, concerned. What? But uh, we corroborated uh, our finds with the... Uh, uh, Steve, and uh, he said there's uh, a lot of big catfish in the river, so I bought this shotgun and this knife uh, for the next time we might see one of them. Also, Jeremy uh, got a lot of uh, doodles on, on pipes that are not very useful. <laughs> well, I I wouldn't be quite so sure. And he pulls out his notebook, and uh, for as long as you guys let him talk, he will talk about pipe diameters. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit confused. So you... you... You found a few catfish in the river, and you had looked at A single, at some... sorry, a single catfish. Oh, okay. You found a single catfish, but you're, you, you've bought a lot of equipment to take care of potentially more catfish. Could be the same one. Or, yeah, could be a very tenacious single catfish. But, uh, and then there are these, these pipes. What, what pipes exactly? I'll leave that uh, to Jeremy. Well, I have a theory that um, the poor Jackson might have been the victim of... Uh, I, my accent is everywhere, and I'm just... I'm really sorry. Any American listeners, uh, this is what you guys sound like to me, I guess. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, might have, I'm sorry. No, I'm just bad at accents. Um, might have been the victim of an industrial accident uh, and, and drifted out into the river afterwards. Who knows oh, what kind of pipe he might have yeah. gotten himself caught in or where is him friends might have been trespassing. That's why I had to check every single one. But actually, we forgot an even more important thing. And he will dig out from uh, the bottom of his backpack a um, just a moist, uh, soggy uh, book in book. Latin. What is it about that word moist? <laughs> moist. I know people love it. Uh, it's in Latin, right? Like a tome? Yeah. Oh, All right. what's that? We found some knights of the Golden Trail dumping books like this in the river. Really? I, I, did I recognize them, Keeper? They were fairly far away when you were running up to them. But, um, okay. I mean, if you saw them from a distance, you could probably pick them out. Are you sure? that they're, They were definitely knights of the Golden Trail people? I'm positive. They had the hats and the scars and everything. I, I made some notes. I, I couldn't quite recognize them, but I'll... I'll I'd be able to pick them out of a lineup. Littering is serious. And uh, where did they find these? These look valuable. I'm a little frightened. Mm. They might have broken may into. I, may I see that book? Please. Yes. Do you think it could be from Sir Harry's library? Perhaps. But I mean, you say littering, but 
to me, how how do we know that they were not just trying to get rid of information? That's what it sounds like to me. Why would anyone do that? But I, I can I can read Latin fairly well. I did quite well in school, but I'm quite rusty. But uh, I could have a look. There were kids. They were probably just playing around. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they were trying to uh, hit the fish with the books. Now that's a worthwhile <laughs> use of books. Yeah, I suppose it is. <laughs> These weren't just any kids. These were knights. We're well, supposed to know better. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if they were just regular kids, then sure. But they're not. They're, they're the knights. And it just seems really strange they would not treat books with respect like that. I, I'm I'm really sorry. I'm I'm confused. So, some Boy Scouts threw a strange old book into the river. And Girl Scouts. And, and lots Girl of Scouts. You were attacked by a giant fish, and did you find any any evidence that the Jackson might have been in one of those pipes? No, N- no, uh, not as per such. But it but it does stand to reason. My current theory involves fish. You think he might have had his his internal organs sucked out by a fish? Well, uh, I'm not sure how uh, how good the pickings are in the river. Maybe our boy falls in, fish get hungry. Yeah, but he wasn't eaten. On the inside. He was eaten on the inside, yeah, but why would a fish bother taking the inside, not the outside? <laughs> Miss Miss McCann, I, I have to point out that the naivete in such a suggestion. And what uh, did you call naive? <laughs> Jeremy will wince a bit, but he will start uh, on a biology lesson of like the diets of local fish. As you're getting this uh, biology lesson, Jason, you look down at the book that you were handed. It's sort of soaking mm-hmm. onto the table, and it appears to be uh, Tales of Cicero. Ah, okay. Uh, do you need me to make a Latin roll of sorts? Uh, if you want to go and read some of the uh, tales, you definitely can if you'd like. I wouldn't mind at least reading the contents, since we're okay. here and we're just chatting and stuff. Uh, yeah, 30, okay. That is a... F- well, it's not a monumental fail, but it's certainly a significant fail, so... Uh... Uh, the pages are wet, but I mean, from what you can gather yeah. inside, it... it talks about Cicero's sort of philosophies and academic uh, scepticism and things of that sort of nature. Mm. It just appears to be an old sort of collectible book from what you can see. Well, these pages are awful wet and like I said, I am rusty, but um, this is some uh, philosophy guy. Uh, I don't really agree with his uh, opinions that much. Uh, I don't recognize this book at all, actually. Uh, I'd probably stay clear of it for that reason. But it's interesting. Uh, were there any other books that the uh, those guys or girls were throwing in the river? The kids uh, were throwing a lot of books, weren't they, uh, Jeremy? They tossed in dozens. This was the only one I could retrieve. I'm, I'm hoping we can at least dry this one out and preserve it. But honestly, my, my heart sinks to think of all that lost knowledge. Not unlike the books. Exactly. Wait a sec. Were these books were these books part of the the Knights of the Golden Trail? That's what I'm concerned about. I, the only place I've seen books this ancient in Latin is is for in wait actually would I've been in Sir Harry's library at the castle. Yeah, of course. Oh, brilliant! Uh, is in Sir Harry's library at the castle. I think they might have stolen them. Is there like a I know it's wet, but is there like a a stamp or or something? Or an insignia inside the book, like in the inside cover? Yes. You look in and you can see H.A. Do we know Sir Harry's last name? Is he is it Abernathy, or did I imagine that? Uh, Andrews. Um, well, it's, it's, it's interesting that you guys are talking about uh, Sir Harry's library, because uh, we found a few things in Jackson's room. Oh? And um, da- Daisy will push over the note and uh, and say... It sounds like Jackson and his friend Leon were, um, I don't know, planning to to do something near the castle or around the castle. They seem to think they seem to think that there was something going on 
in the basement. I I know that you didn't want to worry her at the time, but we've got to tell her this at some point, Daisy. I, uh, I think this is something for the police to see. She doesn't need to know that her son was potentially running around in the night, breaking into castles and things. Not right now. What did, what did they want? Well, read it for yourself, but it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It sounds like, sounds like kids playing pretend, but they seem to be taking it pretty seriously. And they mention a key and, well, I also found this. Yeah. I'll push over the big, sort of weirdly old key. Well, sure, that's the key to the castle. Or maybe to this basement in the castle, if, if, if that's what they were talking about. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, this... Oh, God, this is, this is about what happened at the construction site. Yeah. Loretta's voice kind of trails off, and she... She stays silent for a little bit. Daisy will sort of start sort of nervously sort of knitting her fingers together and then say are you okay that uh that note that they're trying to prove that terry wasn't responsible oh god his life must must be ruined i, I haven't spoken to him since uh, i i should have been there but, but this is his son. He's going to believe what his dad says, whatever. I mean, those men can't really have been taken away by monsters. That, that doesn't make any sense. Well, uh, those uh, men and women were my, my colleagues, and they were damn good at their jobs. They wouldn't have just made a fatal mistake. Something happened there, and I, I don't know what, but if I was there, if I hadn't, Taking that day off, maybe. Well, hey, hey, now, uh, you, you, you can't, you can't say such thing in hindsight like that. It's not your fault, Loretta. If you hadn't have taken that day off, you might, you might not be here either. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm thinking? If we can somehow retrieve that camera, maybe we can develop the film, and maybe we'll find things on there that they saw. Hmm. There was no, there was no camera in his effects at the um funeral home was there no there wasn't no i didn't think so do you think the two are somehow related i'd i've let myself not think about this for such a long time it's there's so many things i don't understand right now there's a lot of things that we don't understand right now there's been a massive earthquake for god's sake I don't understand this about about Sir Harry. Is uh, is Jeremy aware of him having been ill recently? Uh yeah, he hasn't. He's getting on in years. He's around eighty-five years old, and his health has been deteriorating. Okay. He's been bed bedridden for the last the last little while. All right. Um, it's Sir Harry. I, a good, noble man, of course, our founder, and 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 yes, the, in many ways, the town's protector, the, the bastion of its uh, moral education of, of of our of our youth, the future. But um, this this game of, of pretend they seem to be playing, uh, defending the town, monsters. I mean, you know, all good, wholesome outdoor activities. But uh, if it's leading them to to steal his personal effects. And, and trespass in the in the basement, or it sounds like they're getting themselves hurt apart from anything else. Do you think he knows about it? No, there's there's absolutely no way. Uh, Harry Andrews cares about the kids. The note says that they saw the monsters in his in his diary. Is it possible that? Well, if he's getting on in years, is it possible that Sir Harry is? Um, you know, your marbles don't stick around forever. No, he's always been sharp as a tack. Mm. They could have read anything. He's, he's been a bit more confused than usual recently, and <laughs> he does like a good story. But he is a good man, and he wouldn't let those kids get hurt. Uh, nah, God knows he helped me uh, in spite of my bad behavior growing up. He was always there to support me, and I trust me, I did worse than throw books in some river. 
Well, it seems to me that there's a couple of things we could be doing, yeah? We can try and talk to Leon, and maybe his father. And we could try talking to Sir Harry and see if he saw the boys. Hmm. What, what do they call that in the police? The whole motive and alibi thing, right? So surely we get the motive from Leon and his parents, the why they were doing it and what their real reason for it was. And then we get the alibi and we go to the castle. Maybe, uh, maybe I should talk to Terry Woodley. I've been avoiding this moment for a long time now, but he might know something. Well, you can come with us if you want. Want is a strong word. I feel like it might be a good idea for us to stick together from now on. Yeah, we don't want uh, Jeremy falling in the river, am I right? Haha, <laughs> yeah. No, or him being sucked up any pipes by the sounds of it. I'm a clut. That will bring us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Hal, Phaedra, Jason, Noxicals, you've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. The listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us on patreon.com slash stars are right. What's that? We have a new patron on board. That's right. Thank you for your support, Dennis Twardy. May the omens be ever in your favor. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links, on our website at starsaright.com. Come join us. And just as a reminder, that if you like the scenario we're playing, it's available for purchase right now. Find it through our website. And if you're working on a homebrew of your own, get in touch. We'd love to help you bring your stories to life. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again.